Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. But I really want to take it seriously on this episode, and I'm glad it's going to be the last episode because for who, for those who are listening, if they listen carefully, I think, I mean, I, I know they're listening to magic. Like pivotal things are going to be talked about on today's episode. It's going to change the game. And no, it doesn't involve getting rid of the Arizona Coyotes, okay? I, I was thinking about it. I thought that's, that, that would have been ironic, okay? Because I, I believe the first episode of Silky and Filthy on the Nux Misconduct Network, I think I did bash Arizona for still having a team because they were going through problems. They're going through problems, and they always go through problems. And now they're going through problems again because the city of Glendale doesn't even want them. Right? Yeah, the, and the owner fails to pay people on time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an absolute mess down there. But, but it's inevitable that nothing's going to change, and Arizona's still going to have a hockey team in Arizona, you know, because 14,000 people really care about that team over there, and that's enough to uh, keep keep an NHL franchise. That, that says a lot about the, uh, the state of the league. And, hey, uh, it, used to, it used to be 22 people. Now it's 14,000, so it's yeah, growing. It's, it's growing, growing down that, there. That's true. It's growing. It's growing, and uh, best of luck to those 14,000 in that. And that pathetic hockey franchise, it really is pathetic. Just look at the history, look at the stats, look at the numbers, look at the buffoonery. But again, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because revenue sharing, right? Revenue sharing. But Kyle, look at those draft picks, though, you know? Look at those draft picks they got coming up. They're going to be doing something in the future there, aren't they? Straight up. Yo, here's the thing. Arizona Coyotes fans should have, if they're real diehard hockey fans, they really care about the game, and they, they have a knowledge of the history of the game, the 14,000 of those Arizona Coyotes fans should own every single jersey from every single team. Because without the league and revenue sharing, your franchise is gone. Your, yeah, your recreational activity is gone. And this guy just blew a kiss to his wife. That was romantic. I love it, yo. I love it, yo. That's why I used to, yo, you told me the other day, yo, we were uh, on that walk to the beach. Because that's what bros do, you know, begs and bowing, going on a walk uh, along the beach. And you said, yo. To keep things going in a relationship, you got to keep that court shit up. Or did I say court shit? Court shit. <laughs> <laughs> that court ship up, you know? Some people yeah. might think it's court shit, but uh, <laughs> nah, hey, I thought nah, that was nah. good advice, man. The court ship never ends. That's uh, never a wise ends. man gave me that advice. So It never ends. Begsy, I've, I think you're going uh, to be blowing your, your girl, your love kisses for the next 70 years. It will never stop. It will never stop. Yeah, I started blowing from them to my baby girl too, man. She's just learning how to wave, learning how to catch them. It's uh, it's it's nice, man. Things are uh, things are happening in the Beggs household. All right, you know what? I'm gonna ask the question before we uh, press the button here to start the last episode of Silky and Filthy. It's been it's been almost a year. All right, who's uh, who do you love more, the wife or the daughter? It's a big oh, question, man. right? Ah, 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 ah. Is that gonna go? Hey, that's some bullshit. <laughs> The world's toughest question, right? Oh uh, no, I'm 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 definitely picking my wife for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, let's do home. Oh, I hope your daughter does not listen to this episode. Yeah, hopefully future. not, man. I think she'd understand though, you know, like if uh you know, like I'm trying I'm trying to think like if my parents were 
you know, say my dad was trying to choose between like me and my mom, you know, like, oh, yeah, 100% she chooses my mom. I'd be like, what the fuck you doing if you chose me, you know? Damn, yo. Because you know, your, your, your partners are around forever, except for that 50% of people who get divorced. And y'all could, um, make, y'all could make another daughter, but you cannot find another wife. Well, that's I not true. You can find, I, I don't know, man. I you can find, yeah, anyways, I'm not going to dig that rabbit hole. I'm not going to dig that one today. Oh, we just did. Okay, let's do this last episode of Silky and Filthy. What's going on, all you silky studs, all you sexy motherfuckers? Hey. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. You're listening to, I guess, yeah, the last episode of Silky and Filthy. And we've been doing this thing for a couple seasons. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners uh, who have tuned in. You know, you guys haven't been coming in by the tens of thousands, but you've been coming in by, by the hundreds. And we and we really appreciate that, to be honest with you. A hundred percent. And it's uh, pretty obvious that you hundreds and hundreds of people didn't do your job. I mean, if you really did love us, y'all, be, y'all would be spreading this thing more and look at us now now look at us look what we have to do we have to quit we have to quit because <laughs> of you guys unbelievable, unbelievable. Hey, well, uh, well, well we'll never forget the glory days of the canucks uh, in 1920 in the playoffs where we were averaging you know what was it ten thousand views a month or something like that mm. it was uh, it was a good time we had a good little run there yeah uh you know it's and Nick Bondi, obviously, you know, he's carrying the network, doing all the great interviews. But, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we've we been having a lot of fun on the show, puck talk and bullshit, but we got to change things up, too. I mean, we might, Silky and Filthy might be coming to an end. We, we might have to quit, but you can't get rid of us that easily. You really can't. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back in shorter spurts, right? Shorter spurts, but we'll be back. And uh, it's because. Well, it's because my wife calls me the Flash. So, I mean, that's that's <laughs> why I'm doing it in a, in a shorter spurt. Yeah, former host of the Quickie, man. And you know what? I, I've realized that I've met more more females in this thing called life that actually don't mind the quickie. They don't mind it. They don't mind it because they could have a quickie too. You know what I'm saying? I hate that stereotype that it's, you know, it's it's only the dude who has a quickie. Nah, yo, if you do the work right, that quickie can be valuable for both people. Straight up. Unbelievable. Sometimes sometimes time's limited, man. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're in the mood for a lot of foreplay going on late. Sometimes you're in the mood for just like a five minute, uh, five minute quickie. I call that a five-minute boom-bam. A boom-bam. There we go. Five-minute like boom-bam where both partners are satisfied, you know? Real talk. That's love right there. Okay, last episode of Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit. It's the first week of September. Well, I guess it's the second week of September, sort of, kind of not, kind of not really. Training camp opens up in a couple of weeks. You know, not that much to talk about. I mean, we could talk about what happened between Montreal and Carolina, but we're late to the party. <laughs> we're late to the party. Okay, yeah, a little we are, bit. Yeah. We are pretty much yeah. late to the party. And uh, I mean, I'll say this Carolina paid a lot to get a, an average player who's average right now. Average right now. I mean, that was something else. Like, you, you hate a team and a general manager so much that you're willing to give up a first and a third round pick for a guy in Cock and Yemi who's probably no better than a middle six player. And let's not forget, man, Montreal. Uh, who was that from Montreal? Ottawa. Arizona, Detroit, y'all could have had Quinn Hughes. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. And never forget. And we got him. Kind of, sort of, not really. Is he going to sign within the next couple of weeks? You got to think so because isn't training camp important, right? He's, 
I mean, he's going to sign for sure. Like, I don't think there's any doubt about that. This will happen eventually. And actually, one thing I wanted to ask you, and I think I know where you lean based on uh, what you were saying on sipping on a 40 when Quinn Hughes was debuting uh, at the beginning of 2019 there. But Quinn Hughes, if he's making, you know, there's rumblings out there, Patrick Johnson was reporting uh, that Quinn Hughes could make north of $8 million a season. And quite a bit of blowback online. This guy can't defend. You know, he's injury pro. What are the Canucks doing? I'm never going to see a cup. A lot, of, a lot of negativity, man. A lot of negativity. I even uh, I even put some of those tweets in one of the latest articles up on Canucks misconduct. It was uh, it was quite something. Like, it it's, it's hard being a Canucks fan sometimes, but I got to ask you this, man. If Hughes does sign, let's say, a little bit more long-term, something in the, in the neighborhood of $8 bucks a season, are, are you okay paying that? Or, how do you steal. feel about that as a Canucks fan? The Canucks can sign Quinn Hughes. At seven to eight years, at eight million dollars per, that's a fucking steal, dude. That's a fucking steal. What if it walks him right to free agency, which is a five, would be a five year deal not, or more? Yo, I'm not thinking that far into it. If the number is at eight million dollars and the contract is what six, seven, eight years long, that's a fucking steal. That is, that is a steal. Now the NHL, not the most popular sport, and they're in a hole, right? somewhat sort of kind of because of franchises like the Arizona Coyotes and COVID-19 and maybe the salary cap won't be going up that much but let's let's be optimistic here the the number will go up and when the number goes up those contracts right we saw what happened with Boston with Bergeron, Pasternak and Marchand like we saw even with Roman Yossi when he signed his first deal I believe off of his uh, entry level deal those those deals are steals when you can get elite talent at again a number that's somewhat high in the current current age if you can get that number at $8 million, eight years per, four or five years down the road, maybe even three years down the road, that contract is going to be an absolute steal against your cap because of the level of talent that Quinn Hughes has. Now, for those buffoons, those idiots who, who are just looking at what Quinn Hughes did last year on the Vancouver Canucks, and, and you know, they look at the 41 points, but they really look at the, uh, the bad defense and, and are sticking to that and using that as their, you know, their verdict for what Quinn Hughes is as, as a player, y'all are buffoons again buffoons Quinn Hughes played on the Vancouver Canucks team that was fucking sour okay there was something wrong with this team the culture on this team last year was set up for everyone everyone to play somewhat of their worst hockey outside of Niels Hooglander you know what I'm saying it just wasn't going to be the case now elite talent should you know bypass you know certain circumstances right you're elite enough the team's cancerous blah 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 you should just play your play your ass off yo it's defense It's it's the second year in the league he just lost Chris Tanev, his best friend, his uncle. All right, imagine losing your uncle. Imagine you losing your uncle and then trying to play the game of hockey again. Okay, you'd be kind of sad. Trevor, have you ever been sad? It's kind of hard to move in life being sad, okay? It really is. And this guy still put up 41 points on a bad, shitty team in his second full year in the league. Come on, yo. Come on. And again, people, people, people. Quinn Hughes, look what he did in the playoffs in his first year as a Vancouver Canucks. Dynamic. That, Absolutely dynamic. That. And he is dynamic. And again, in a bad year, this guy put up 41 points in 55-plus games or whatever. Even for that output and at Quinn Hughes' level of talent, you know, that's that's worth a lot of money in this year, uh, this NHL now. So it is what it is. If you can get Quinn Hughes locked up for eight years, seven, eight years at eight mil, that's a steal, bro. That's a steal and a half. Yeah, 100%. And I, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I, I just have a hard time seeing the Canucks paying Hughes $8 million and then what Patterson's going to make eight and a half. I was trying to cu- crunch the numbers on this. Like, really? 
they would have to probably send down like a Tanner Pearson or a Tucker Pullman uh, down to the minors or get rid of them or something like that. Like it's just, they're so tight up against the cap right now. Even after getting so many of those bad contracts. Congratulations, Jim Benning. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Yeah. And again, I, I, we, just, we saw what happened with Carolina and Montreal. You know, Pedersen is open to something like that possibly happening with that number being even like way higher. A team, why wouldn't a team just go, hey, here's one year at $11 million, you know? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Pedersen is that fucking talented. He's worth that capital that you would have to give up, potentially, even though the Canucks would obviously match. It would just hamper them. But again, congratulations, Jim Benning. Unbelievable. Dishing out $6 million to Tanner Pearson and Tucker Pullman before you signed Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. It's something else, bro. It's something else, but I don't want to do that today, bro. I don't want to go down the Jim Benning path. You know, I was reading some comments on the Donnie and Dally show. Shout out to two legends. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Shout out to another legend, uh, Jeff Patterson. He was on the show. I was reading the YouTube comments, and a lot of people don't like Jeff Patterson because he's too negative. Too negative. He's just, he's just realistic, man. I think there there's a, a big... Uh, actually, yeah, there's a decent amount of Canuck fans, and you see it online. You see it in the comments who... They don't want to hear bad things about this team. It's like, you know, all this losing that the Canucks have gone through has made people do one of two things. It's made them either also be very critical of this team to the nth degree or it's turned them into a Tej Dolly wall where they just want to pump everything that this team does yeah. um, and not and ignore anything negative. And, and there's a lot of negativity around this franchise. There has to be when you miss the playoffs in six to eight seasons. Uh, so, yeah, I man, can't write with Jeff Patterson, man. The guy's an Come absolute on, legend. Yo. He calls it like it is. And with all that negative negativity there and all the bad results, what are bad results, Trevor? Year after year after year, what bad results are, it's the truth. The truth. That's what it is. And Jeff Patterson just, you know, laying it out on the line. You know, the franchise has been a mess for a long time. Kids in, uh, in British Columbia and around the world don't really fuck with the Vancouver Canucks so they suck for the majority of their lives. This is dangerous. This is dangerous, okay? But again, I don't want to go down this path. Trevor, no, yeah, I don't want to go yeah. down this path, all right? Let's, let's, not, not, do let's not do it. And, and I've kind of thought today. about this too. Like, Last why? I've, I've thought about it too, though. Like, why hasn't the team offered you to Pedersen? But, like, everyone's just up against the cap. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple teams who uh, look at it this way. I mean, a cap friendly is a bit of a mess right now because it's got all kinds of guys on rosters who won't belong there. But you look at it, and two thirds of the team, or two thirds of the league, is within three or sorry four million dollars of the salary cap like teams are right up against it and some of those teams who like didn't fall in that category are the vancouver canucks who still have to sign Pedersen and hughes and and are right up against it um a couple interesting teams who have some cap space nashville predators which is kind of surprising considering that they got duchene and johansson on the books but uh, they've done a good job otherwise of staying under the cap and then the new jersey devils but you know the devils are gonna have to pay guys like uh you know pavel zaka obviously jack hughes Yes, for Boquist. They have a lot of RFAs coming up as well. So it, it, every team is up against it right now in this era. So that plays into the Canucks' favor a bit. Um, if I was New Jersey, I would definitely give Elias Patterson a one-year $12 million deal and risk losing four first-round picks or whatever. Because, you know... Would it, be wor- like, would it be worth losing four first-round picks, though? Like, I mean, Patterson's going to be crazy, but is that team making the playoffs? Is that team going... Okay, if you're giving up four first-round picks, you got to be pretty damn sure... <laughs> That you're going to compete for the Stanley Cup, are the New Jersey uh, Devils competing maybe. for the Stanley Cup with but, Elias Pettersson? Okay, I don't can think they, so. Can they get to the middle? Can they get to the middle and risk giving up maybe two middle round picks 
And then, you know, eventually after two years with Pedersen growing, Jack Hughes growing, the brother Luke Hughes growing, and whatever else they got, what if they do become a really, really good team and those other first-round picks are, you know, in between the 20 to the 30s? Isn't that worth it? Now, here's the thing, too. When, when, you, when we see offer sheets now being signed and you listen to the podcast and you hear stories about, oh, this, this one-year plan or this attack, this strategy was, was issued out to Jamie Benn back in the day supposedly from Vancouver. That's what I've heard. I've heard from Elliot Freeman that the same strategy was going to be used to poach Jamie Benn from Dallas. I didn't hear it at the time. Maybe I wasn't as glued in as other people, but maybe right now that is already happening. Maybe a team has given Pedersen and his agent, because I believe they can still talk to him. He's an RFA. He is out there. Maybe these things have been talked about, but Pedersen, being a real OG and loving the city of Vancouver, is just not even interested in going out there and doing those things. And even uh, a team like New Jersey, right? They're not going to win next year or the year after. Pedersen's made it pretty clear that he wants to win uh, sooner than later. Uh, maybe these things are already happening. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, uh, in my head, I'm just thinking, wouldn't it be fascinating again? I'm sure these conversations have happened. And of course, we want to believe that Pedersen just wants to stay in Vancouver. But you know, he said to himself, he wants to win. And I know some of those Swedish interviews get taken out of context and you know, these guys like Erickson don't like it, but Erickson did like Vancouver in general. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like a okay, guy who like wouldn't Pedersen, like Vancouver if you're making $6 million a year, living in the most beautiful city in the world, doing nothing, doing nothing. This guy was doing shit all, bro. Just sitting on his ass. He was making $6 million a year. That's that's living the fucking dream, dude. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make fucking $10 million, $10 million a year doing nothing. <laughs> Talk about talk about damn Mike, you know, selling books. You know, hey, Erickson's Erickson's a smart guy, you know. He's got yeah. four kids. He knows the PR. You know, in his head, he's like, "Yeah, I'm living the dream." But in I the media, he's got to say, "Oh yeah, it was tough. It was tough." You know, like it, it didn't go the way I wanted. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be better in Arizona. Yeah, you know, he's got to yeah. say these things, man. This guy, maybe he's gonna be a PR guy for an NHL team one day. I think he's uh, well trained in this regard. Hey, Begsy, I just want to say, man, I'm sorry that I keep cutting you off, but uh, you know what? I take that back. You 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 chose your wife over your daughter. All right? You said you would exterminate your daughter before you could exterminate you. Okay? So you're the fucking douchebag out here, okay? I'm just sorry for cutting you off. It's the last episode. Pretty excited. You know what it is. And on that Pedersen note, I think he wants to stay in Vancouver. Do I have, do I have inside sources? I'm just Kyle Bowen. But I totally believe that this guy, you know, loves the city of Vancouver. Why wouldn't you? You're going to be a fucking multimillionaire, and the city's fucking beautiful, and you get to play hockey. Like, it's great. It's a great situation, you know? And there, there is a lot of high-end talent on this roster. Things could happen with Vancouver, you bring Vancouver a cup, a cup, you're just, you're a fucking legend, a legend for life in one of the nicest cities in the world. Also, Pedersen, dude's been reading books. The dude's been reading books. I want that motherfucker on the team now because he's now reading books. He's uber talented. Why wouldn't you want this guy staying on your franchise? Has he been reading books? Have you been yeah, seeing like duh. some photos of the books on the yacht or what? I've been seeing the Instagram, yo. Okay, now, okay. He, he, he did pick up a couple months ago the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and the caption was, like, first book, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would have recommended something else, but, hey, this dude's not giving a fuck, supposedly, and he's about to, you know, strap up again for your Vancouver Canucks. Like, that's exciting shit, yo. Exciting shit. I want book readers on my franchises, and I say that knowing that Aaron Rodgers is a big, big book reader. Yo, shout out to, shout out to Aaron Rodgers, all right? Shout out to Aaron Rodgers, okay? No, no, no. Cut it. Cut it out. Cut it out, man. Cut that out. No, that's brutal. No, there's no Aaron Rodgers shout-outs here on Silky and Filthy. That's Puck Talk. Well, that that's just bullshit. I mean, this is the home of Puck Talk and bullshit, but that is just bullshit. I got to run some bullshit by you okay, because I'm, I'm thinking of the scenario in my head. If the Devils were to offer sheet Pedersen and he signs it, 
doesn't that put them in an even better position to maybe chase like a Quinn Hughes, you know, because Subban's got one year left. You just replace that PK Subban salary. Can you imagine the New Jersey Devils, the New Jersey Canucks just being the most hated team in this city? Never mind Boston, never mind Chicago, the New Jersey Canucks. Okay. They would be loathed. We all know that it's like pretty much impossible for Quinn Hughes not to play for another team, right? Just based on the type of deal he has and that clause, blah, blah, blah. Quinn Hughes is the Vancouver Canuck no matter what for quite some time. Uh, they're pretty much the same case with Elias Pettersson, right? Real talk. But let's say that the Canucks actually do lose uh, fucking Elias Pettersson. Somehow, some way, they can't get it done. Boom, bam, he's gone. Don't you think they would, like the people, the city would find out where Jim Benning lived and like they'd fucking egg his house, you know? I was going to say burn it down, but... The family, you know, families are listening to this, so it's like, yo, they would be mad, yo. They would be mad, bro. He would be fired immediately, hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a deal breaker right there. It's uh, yeah, it's an interesting hypothetical, though. You never know. I I, I remember, uh, you know, now that we're reminiscing on Silky and Filthy, uh, one episode that's popping in the in my mind right now is uh, we had Anthony on from Die by the Blade, another Espionation blog out of Buffalo, mm-hmm. and the title of the episode was a little, a little cheeky, but it was uh, previewing the 2022 Stanley Cup final <laughs> between the Vancouver Canucks and the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> yeah, not oh, happening. man. Not I mean, I, I, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that was a pipe. You know, at the time, we're like, Eichel, Patterson, Hughes, Dalid. Yeah, uh, poor Buffalo, man. Uh, shout out to our brothers, our cousins over uh, in the East. Oh, um, yeah. What, what pops in your mind, man? What, what are some of your favorite moments from Silicon Filthy's history uh, over the past couple of seasons? That was that was a fun one from just, 2019. Just, just having conversations with you, man. You know, building this friendship of ours. Now, and I know you stole my girlfriend back in the day, but I feel as if we've gotten closer, man. It's all good. That, that's what that's the only thing that matters here. Again, I love the listeners, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners. But what stands out is the the friendship, the friendship, man. That's a that's a great answer. Another round of applause. We're running a lot of round of applause for the people. In the audience today. Are you making me blush, man? It's a good thing this is uh, audio format only because uh, my cheeks are getting fiery right now. Yeah. Now, can I get to my... Uh, I guess we got to get out of here, right? People want to make music here, okay? Real talk. Real talk. Yeah. Oh, and because of the listeners not doing their work, you know, sharing the show, the music matters more in the studio than a hockey podcast, right? It is what it yeah. is now. Speaking, makes sense, man. Hey, it makes sense. Speaking of the game. Speaking of the game of hockey, and we brought up Aaron Rodgers a bit earlier and, and him reading books, The Alchemist, blah, 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 doing his thing, right? Being a fucking legend. I was thinking about the game of hockey and fantasy, fantasy football. Now, today, fantasy football opened up, right? I got a touchdown from C.D. Lamb, right? Real talk, C.D. Lamb got got those points, got those points. And it it makes me think, the game, fantasy football, it makes me think about the uh, the extra step that fans – casual fans or just diehard fans take to learn more about these individual players now we've mentioned this before and i just want someone to go ahead and follow through with it like propose this to the nhl or yahoo you know what i'm saying but make the nhl utilize saturday night as the one day where fantasy matters because it will uh, will again lead to like the casual fan or the diehard fan to gravitate towards the phenomenon that is one-day fantasy. I know the NFL's got Thursday, Sunday, Monday, but you know what I'm saying, right? It's that it's that aura that yeah. this is going on. I got some money on the line. I got these players on my roster, these individuals on my roster. This is special. It's one day a week, not fucking seven days a week like the like how it is right now. It's kind of it's kind of not right. It's not, it's not, it's not that cool. 
I think they could really do something with Saturday night with, you know, like, I would say anywhere from 26 to 32 teams now play on Saturday. They really do. It's There's a lot of games on Saturday. And even with the NFL and fantasy football, you have to, as a fantasy manager, you have to, you know, work around bye weeks. Not every team plays. I think yeah. there's just something special there where, again, the casual fan, there's a lot of people who play fantasy football who don't have a team to follow. They just love fantasy football. They love the individuals. They love the game for that game mode. And I think there is a opportunity for the same thing to happen with Saturday nights in the NHL and these players. Because the one thing I realized about the last two years, and I think we've all realized it, there's so much talent. There's so much talent. Goal scoring is going up too. They're just crazy things happening. And I don't know. Am I am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, I love the idea. I mean, I guess in my head I wonder the way fantasy hockey set up now, are you talking about just like only Saturdays matter? Only or Saturdays like a, matter. Only Saturdays only matter. Only right? Saturdays matter. Only Saturdays matter. Yeah, that's, hmm. it's a, it's an interesting concept. I just wonder. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a great idea, too, to get the casual fan involved mm-hmm. because, they, yeah, so many people love fantasy football. They're looking forward to that Sunday, that Sunday, that Sunday morning, you know. Yeah. They want to play some fantasy football, maybe Saturday, Sunday afternoon if you're on the East Coast. Uh, but the point is, you know, I think that'd be a great uh, a great warm-up to your fantasy weekend to start with a little fantasy hockey. Exactly. And, yeah, having, like you said, 20, there are usually like 12, 13, 14, maybe even 15, 16 games on a Saturday sometimes now, so. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I'm a big fan of fantasy hockey, but you know, I'm I'm a hockey nerd You're a hockey uh, through nerd. and through, so it, it, <laughs> that's a little it, different. But yeah, exactly. for casual fans, I think it's a great idea doing it once a week, I, right, right before fantasy football. I think fantasy football does so much for the NFL. Now, the NFL is on another fucking level, another fucking planet. It is exponentially way larger than the NHL. I think a large part of that, outside of the culture and the roots and America, America and football, it's again the, the fascination around individual players and individual talent and what's one thing the nhl sucks ass at they suck at fucking branding their players they're individuals the money makers and right now again these individuals collectively i feel as if the talent level is at an all-time high an all-time high yo it is it is something else you know, if you just look at the top 50 goals that was scored last year like you know i it, I'm watching this shit. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? All this shit happened last year? No fans in the uh, audience. Like, I wasn't watching hockey all the time. The Can- Canucks fucking sucked ass. This all happened? All these goals were being scored? All these plays were being made? Dude, the individual talent is unbelievable. Is there a way to capitalize that? Uh, capitalize with that uh, through, like, through fantasy? And I know a, a lot of people do play the, the daily fucking fantasy hockey thing. You know, every single day you got games going on. It's cool. Switch your lineup, blah, blah, blah. But there's something about... That being, so te- that being so Saturday. tedious, having to do that every day, even though it's easy, you sit on the toilet, you can set your roster, I get it, but there's something about it being so tedious that kind of turns me off. And I don't know a lot of people that, outside of you, maybe Bondi, that actually play fantasy hockey and have it be like a big thing in their life. I don't know. Just, there's just something there. Can Saturdays be utilized better for the game of hockey? And can the individuals have the spotlight there? And can more people just gravitate towards saying their yeah. names more and just having that be a special part of the game, fantasy hockey. Yeah, and I think something that maybe would help fantasy hockey if you're going to do it on a Saturday like that would be, like coaches have to announce their goalie like you know six hours before the game. A lot of these coaches don't want to do that, but 
you know, if you're trying to make money, there's a lot of money in fantasy sports too, man. Like there's tons of money in that. I, I'm like, I'm not actually in a paid fantasy hockey league, but I'm in some paid fantasy football leagues for sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think if coaches were forced to say like, you know, six hours before the game where their goalie's going to be, so you're not getting fucked by having your goalie sit on the bench, then um, I think that would help it too. So yeah, it's an interesting concept, man. And uh, you know, that's a, another big brain idea from Kyle Bowen, man. This yeah, is why the and, ladies and, love you. And here's the thing, like if this show blew up, and had tens of thousands of listeners, hundreds of thousands of listeners, I think this point would be listened to more. So if anyone is actually listening to this that has some weight, just bring it up again because I wonder what a very popular game mode like fantasy hockey, I wonder if that could be taken to a new level with it being just a fucking Saturday thing and it kind of following the football method where like less is more, you know? Less is more. It's not a seven day a week thing. It's just that Saturday. I, I, there's something there. There's something there. There's so much talent in this, in this league. Those names, those individuals, they need to be mentioned more because of their fucking skill set, their athleticism. It's, it's fucking hockey, man. It's one of the hardest. It's right up there with football, yo. Definitely right up there with football, with one of the most exciting sports and just the hardest sport to master. And I feel as if we're in an era where. There are so many players that are on the verge of mastering this sport. There's so much talent. So much talent. It's something else, man. It's something else. Change this game, yo. Let's go. Change this game, man. Let's get those big brand ideas of yours on uh, the reincarnation of Silk and Filthy. Maybe just dropping out. This is the last episode. But uh, mm-hmm. Kyle and I, we're going to release another podcast. This period is 22 minutes. Yes, this period Short, has 22 minutes. to the point. And uh, that's going to be very, uh, you know, puck talk and bullshit. But I, I want to stick to my true roots, which is the fucking rankings. Hey. I'm rankings guy. This is Rob Williams from Daily Hive, man. This guy basically just has me write rankings articles at, uh, at Daily Hive. Mm-hmm. That's my niche, but it's uh, something I love doing. And people love the rankings too. So we're going to have a lot of fun with it. It's going to be the same puck talk and bullshit. More good conversations. Uh, we're going to ask Kyle more about his uh, Bumble dates. and uh, Or is it Bumble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are you Bumble on Bumble dates. nowadays? Bumble yeah, you're on Bumble, right? Bumble yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, again, the new show, this period has 22 minutes. It'll, it'll be featured on all week with Kyle Bauman. We'll put the link to the bio there and, you know, connect to the feed. Get ready for a different experience. Is it different? It's going to be puck talking bullshit. This is one of the best hockey podcasts out there with the, uh, the least amount of marketing. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Okay? <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be real. Hey, and- we're just two guys who love talking hockey who uh, don't have the fucking time to market it. But, uh, you know, may- maybe I got to throw in a tweet or two. Maybe a video. Maybe maybe send some mail. Maybe or get some posters around uh, South Siri. Or our listeners can help, you know, change our lives. Why not? Why not? <laughs> we gonna give you the content. You know, just change our lives. You know, give it a little share. You know, just you know, tweet it out. Yo, <laughs> I never had a hockey podcast like this. Just tweet that out. Change our lives. You know, Trevor's got a daughter. All right, I got Bumble dates to go on. We <laughs> things gotta happen, yo. Things gotta happen. And I did say that I got Bumble dates to go on. I'm. Yeah, you know that girl that was a Canadian fan? It's, it's over, man. It's over. It's oh, over. shit, man. Hear this, Trevor. Hear well, this, you know Trevor. What? It's bullshit. It's bullshit, okay? I'm just I'm just back on my own again, right? So I'm back behind the grill, right? Back behind the grill. Uh, not the grill, the oven. I'm cooking again. I'm learning things, all right? I'm learning things. I cook her a dinner. She didn't like it. And that's why it ended. That's something else, yo. What did you, what did you she cook She said, her? I need a man who knows how to what? cook. I say, yo, at least I tried. You didn't cook me anything. <laughs> And it's over? Are you serious? Well, what, what, uh, what is that? Her, That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, what? okay. You gotta you tone down the anger. What did you? What did you cook her? Some chickpeas, man. <laughs> like some roasted chickpeas. That's nice. 
Ah, some chickpea curry, dude. I went, I went the uh, extra okay, mile. I put okay, the onions okay. there. I put the. It just, you know, it was a little too spicy for her. Oh, she's like, oh, oh you should know me by now. You know, you, I don't like spice. Like what? I've been on five, six dates with you. I, I don't know. You hated spice this much. She despised spice that much that she ended things with me. The exact words were, "I need a no. I need, I need to know, be with a man who knows my palate." <laughs> Straight oh, up, because she's like, I work every uh... morning. I can't shit my pants before I go to work. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't even know, bro. Like, I can't believe it ended like that. It's unfortunate because I was falling in love with her, man. It's okay. At least, at least I didn't steal her this time. That's so that's, why I that's hate a good love. thing. That's why I hate love, man. I hate love. <laughs> Fellas out there. Well, you know there, what, man? We're on to bigger and better. You're on to bigger and better things in Bumble. We're on to bigger and better things here in, in yeah. the podcast universe. So. Yeah, we fucking love all the hundreds of listeners out there. Mm-hmm. You guys are a bunch of fucking beauties. Love y'all. And uh, another, another hockey season coming up, and I hope the Canucks don't crush your soul this time around. Hopefully we can get through uh, a, a full mm-hmm. season of some good fucking hockey, both of the Canucks and the NHL in general. Straight hopefully up. there's no COVID shutdowns, all that good shit. And hopefully I'm back in the studio a time or two, man, because I, I miss seeing your face, bro. Hey, speaking of which, man, we just got we, we just got caught on the roof by the owners. So they yelled at us. So I don't know if this dude's gonna be around for long. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> hey, things happen, yo. We we young, wild, and free, and uh, young, wild, and free, and single. <laughs> it is what that it is, yo. Yeah, is that why? I, maybe if I was there, it would have been okay. I'd be like, I'm a married man. It's all good. I'm hey, keeping man, these kids in track. If you're scared to take a chance, how the fuck you gonna get rich? From J Cole, I think we gotta end Silky and Filthy on that note. Real talk. Amen to that, brother. We love you, listeners. Catch you on the flip side. Peace, 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 peace.